And so that's why we've ensured that every customer has a CSM assigned. And obviously the rest of the company is getting attuned to that. It's going to take a whole fiscal year for new sales to get attuned and ensure that we're involved. But when you've got that interaction with Salesforce and the teams, and then you've got that that whole ability to show that customer 360 degree data set in Salesforce for that salesperson and we're updating it and providing information to the sales team and they have a clear understanding of who that customer is all the time. Gainside presents the Game Changer podcast with host Adam Joseph. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of the Gainsight Game Changer podcast. I'm Adam Joseph, your host and the Regional VP of Customer Success at Gainsight. So one of the biggest customer success trends I've seen over the past 18 months or so is how organizations have started to really focus their resources, not just on the enterprise, higher paying customers, but also how they've reinvented the whole experience for the entire customer base, including what might be known as the longer tail of lower paying customers. So introducing a digital customer success strategy is definitely not something to be done on a whim. It needs careful planning, consideration and execution. And it also needs the right technology, such as Gainsight, to help ensure that you're building automation into your workflows while also providing as much personalization as possible and creating a brand new role to the customer success industry, what we're calling the digital CSM. At the same time, you've got to make sure that you've got the right resources to be able to help themselves, such as online communities, training and education facilities, knowledge bases, and even product-led customer success, where you utilize your own products to help customers reach the outcomes that they're looking for. And one organization that's done an awesome job of bringing a digital touch customer success program to life is Sitecore. And I'm delighted to say that Lara Barnes, who's the Global Vice President of Customer Success and Renewals, is joining us today to talk about their experiences. Lara, a very, very warm welcome to you. Thanks, Adam. It's great to be here. I appreciate you asking me. No, no, it's great. And I'm sure many people listening might have uh, come across you or, or, your, or indeed Sitecore before, but you just want to give a brief, quick intro to yourself on what Sitecore does? Yeah, absolutely. So I've been here about four years. I started as the first customer success manager and have built the team. I think we're edging towards 70 people, which is incredible. There's been a huge investment in customer success since Steve, our CEO, has come in uh, 12 months ago as he saw some of the really fantastic work that we're doing. And we're an experience platform, a marketing experience platform. And recently, we have bought a number of companies, Boxever for personalization. We've bought 451 which is a commerce platform in the US. We've bought Moosen, which is a, an email platform. Reflection, which is a search platform. And we are building out a composable uh, DXP for our customers moving forward and taking our journey to the next step, which is SaaS, so that our customers can have automatic upgrades when we release new features and functions. And it's been an incredible journey so far because we've been working 
towards covering 3,500 customers plus. And we're not finished yet because we keep acquiring all these companies. And it's been a, a roller coaster, to be honest with you, the past 12 months, because we've gone from managing the top 400 of customers to managing the all customers and building out a mid-touch and a digital touch strategy so that we can ensure we've got a full coverage model to drive much more customer happiness and contact with our customers to drive adoption and ensure that they're getting value because that's the real point in how and why our customers use our technology is so that they get value for their own customer base. And that's what we're, we're on a mission to do. And this next oh, one... I'm sure, I'm sure everyone who's listening to this will, will say hallelujah to all of that. There are so many things that I could pick on there. But I mean, I've been fortunate enough, as have the Gainsight team, to have worked with Sitecore, at least in my two years at the business. And just seeing the rapid growth, as you describe it, not just the organization and how you've grown, through you know organic means and also through acquisition, but also the huge rise of customer success and its mandate, how you deliver it, the teams, it's been amazing. So really looking forward to, to talking about one aspect of that, which is all around digital touch CSM. But before we get into the meat and bones of the discussion, anyone who follows you on LinkedIn would have seen the incredible feat that, or physical feat, which is all the more impressive given what we've all been behind keyboards and monitors for the best part of two years. In terms of the amazing thing that you did last weekend, you just want to tell everyone the incredible incredible physical challenge that you and the team took on last weekend. Yeah, well, we booked this two years ago. So we were training together in a gym once a week. And then when we went into lockdown, we started training twice a week online with our trainer. So we've been doing that ever since. And then we decided that, you know, we needed to get out there and do this tough mudder in Crawley. And that's what we did on Sunday. And it was tough. There were some funny stories I ate all over. The rest of the team say that they're destroyed because you never know how much training you need to do. And although we've been we've been doing lots of you know strength training, but you never really are prepared to do 10 miles and 25 obstacles. But there was some incredible teamwork and there was a lot of memorable moments that will make me laugh because there were big pools of mud that we had to literally roll through. People, Some of us getting stuck and pulling our trainers out. Other people you saw just running the course with no trainers because they've lost their trainers in the mud. I'm Great. half in awe and the, the other half of me just can't believe you did it. So, But I mean, huge kudos to you and your team. What an amazing achievement. And at the end, they said that they would do it again. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, that could have just been a delirium and the cold coming in. You, you've got to wait for them to come down. Yeah, yeah wait, wait until, for me, the eighteenness would have probably lasted a year. But uh, very, very impressive. And if the picture's by LinkedIn to go by, it looks an incredible team bonding event. So great job. Well, let's dig into the, the main thrust of today's discussion. And as I said in my intro, this whole notion of digital touch CSM is something that not only Sitecore have really adopted, but something it's been a key part of my discussions with so many members of the community. But for maybe someone thinking about this for the first time, let's just not assume anything and define some of the terms that we're talking about. So when we talk about digital touch, what does that mean to you? And typically, what type of customers does it impact? Yeah. So when you're managing a customer base of three and a half thousand, then you can't have 10, 15 accounts. You're going to have you know, a few hundred people in the team. So you need to work out a scalable model. And Digital Touch is a scaled, data-driven, automated approach. So utilizing Gainsight is critical for us. And this is why we did it, because you have the capability of doing it. And you can manage those segments 
and achieve the same objectives that the whole customer success team are aligned to. But just like customer success in the company, you need to be able to have a culture across the business or a philosophy across the business to be successful in the company. And then it does come from the top. You know, you need to be completely customer focused from the top. You need to have a very clear understanding of your overall customer life cycle. And then you can start to segment it. Like the core of the digital strategy is built on the company's ability to capture and manage and take action on data. And that's the most important piece, right? You can capture lots, but you need to take the action and you need other teams. You need the other teams in the business, whether it be product, whether it be sales, whether it be marketing. If you've got a partner team because you deployed via partners, you need to have this whole interaction and ability to disseminate that data across the business so that they can understand what customers are really going through and, and then that whole feedback loop as well to go through. And, you know, similar when you're, ma- you're managing a, an NPS and you need to be able to go through those feedback loops and disseminate that data. And then you need to put action plans and programs in place. But it does become a real challenge um, because it's a business-wide effort. So you need people on your side to work with you on a monthly basis to ensure that there's communication going out via marketing. You need to back up that communication and provide that additional communication to ensure that your customer that you're managing in that segment as that contact is getting that information as well because marketing may not have the full suite they might be going out to just prospects or some customers depending on how organized your company is around data and most companies are not in a a fluid way and work fluidly with different data components across different areas of the business so you need that whole continuity and the in terms of which type of customer digital strategy impacts, a true digital touch strategy is one that all customers can benefit from. So although you're putting it together for the digital program, all customers should be able to benefit from certain communications that you're sending out. And you put them in that customer life cycle. And as long as you can identify as much as you can get automated, you can then start to ensure that that customer starts going through a proper life cycle stage with you. And you're recording that. And at any one point in time, you can understand where certain customers are in their life cycle with you and what potential, what do they need in terms of help or advice or adoption advice. So trying to get to a really programmatic place. And it is hard. It's not easy. But as well, long- I was going to say that, I mean, the, the actual programmatic piece in some ways seems the most simplistic element in terms of working out what communication gets sent out in when and by whom. I think to your point, there's two aspects to this. One is putting the program together. And then the second one is, well, it's only worth doing that if you're actually going to do something tangible with the result. And to me, that's probably the, the, the harder piece, right? Because as you say, you have to bring in your colleagues from marketing, from product, from sales, because it doesn't just touch us in customer success. It touches the entire enterprise, right? Yeah, it does. And that customer's gone on a journey before they've actually bought the product as well. And potentially, that's, that's a different context. Uh, that's a different persona. And now you're engaging with somebody else. Maybe the CIO bought the technology, but now it's the CMO and their team that are using it. And so now it's about taking that customer on a journey through that life cycle, as well as taking them all to where we need to get them to in terms of adoption and advocacy, for sure. But the onboarding, that whole kind 
of making sure that if you're in a digital program, the onboarding is absolutely critical. So they have this human interaction. It can't just be an automated onboarding. If if it's combined with human interaction, somebody calling them and taking them through an onboarding, as well as providing them with different materials, whether it be videos about different areas of the business or how to engage and interact with us at different times or at certain situations, that's absolutely fine. But if the customer is onboarded and becomes familiar with our Sitecourse ecosystem and the resources they have available, the customer then sits within our digital tier and are then enrolled into that digital touch path, which still offers some level of human and personal interaction because we're able to operate in this way because unlike some companies, because we're all our customers have a CSM assigned to them. So we've really tried to ensure, because we've taken it from feedback, we've had the feedback from customers in prior years, NPSs, where it's like, you've sold us the dream, but you just don't take us any further because we're deploying via a partner. We want a relationship with you. And so that's why we've ensured that every customer has a CSM assigned. And obviously the rest of the company's getting attuned to that. It's going to take a whole fiscal year for new sales to get attuned and ensure that we're involved. But when you've got that interaction with Salesforce and the teams, and then you've got that inter- that whole ability to show that customer 360 degree data set in Salesforce for that salesperson, and we're updating it and providing information to the sales team, and they have a clear understanding of who that customer is all the time on that health score, it really does have a huge difference and huge impact on the company, but also we're hoping next year our NPS is going to go up a number of points because we've actually rolled out this full coverage model and we're now interacting and providing a lot more contact and touch points with our all of our customers, not just the customers that sit in high touch. You raised so many interesting points that I just want to delve a bit deeper into. But I think the first one that really strikes me is this whole notion of keeping digital touch human and personal. I think you mentioned earlier you've got roughly about 3,500 customers, which is a lot. And then we've got... You know, hundreds and hundreds of CSMs and being able to deliver this at scale. So for anyone out there who is also addressing that scale challenge and maybe starting together their digital journey, what learnings have you had so far that have kind of tried to help keep the balance right between automation and personalization? And when I'm talking about personalization, I don't necessarily mean just putting someone's first name as a token into a, an email stream, but actually human to human contact, as well as you've got the added challenge, I guess, is that site or do have a, a great network of partners that you work with. So there sometimes is a you know another party to consider rather than just site calling your customers. So how have you gone about thinking about that? It was quite overwhelming at first because we did it in stages. So initially we did it in just managing the high touch and we got all of our processes around how we're managing those customers, what our playbooks are, and we built it for a segment. And then because we built it for one segment and we've got a lot of, we knew our KPIs, we knew how we were going to measure ourselves and what indicators we're going to have in order to understand whether we're doing a decent job for those customers. We could then build out the next stage, which was building out mid-touch. But initially, we didn't build out mid-touch. We didn't have enough headcount. So we looked at it as mid-touch and digital. So it was a whole digital program. And then we got further headcount and we were like, right, well, now we've got that headcount, we can build out the mid-touch. So when you look at high-touch, it's 
one to 15 customers. Mid-touch is one to 50. So we did the next 500 down after our top 400. And then we did the rest of our customer base in digital. And we needed to do it not just in EMEA, it was like globally. So we needed to build the team out at the same time as building out the strategy. So we were interviewing as well as building the deck to how we were going to do this. So it was quite a task. But once you got a lot of it on paper as to how you how you're going to measure yourselves and what the flow is of the customer journey and how that customer is going to interact with you and what are the rules and around all of that within when it comes to the digital touch strategy because it was one to 250 um, and we were trying to keep it around one to 200 we needed to ensure that those customers had a way of contacting us that wasn't just an email there was a way of us putting a name to that email too and having a face to that customer so I never really wanted it just to be an email that they would like set a ticket and get a response back which I think tends to lend itself more than the CSM start getting treated more as a support reactive resource more than someone proactive there to help them get the outcomes that they signed up so we we did it in kind of hybrid way there are tickets that come in from customers but we have a pooled resource of the team sitting in the regions that help answer those tickets but then we've got CSMs calling customers to ensure that they know who we are, how we can help, introduce ourselves, ensure that they're getting the right resources and really understand what value they're trying to get from the platform and what do we need to then further help them with. So we are doing that and that contact is really important. We're getting a really good response from our customer base as well because they're just, although they may not have heard from us in quite some time and that upsets me, we are now doing it and we're now rolling out. So we're going to be in a much better flow over this fiscal year running up to like next June we're going to have a clear understanding. We'd have got through all customers by the end of March. That's our target. I guess it's never too late to start, right? Um, because something's been the way it's done, and you know, especially for a new leader coming in, thinking about and particularly where the focus previously just on the, that higher touch and rolling something out like this, I'm sure... And as you'll find and maybe can allude to later, what looks good on paper and then you roll it out, you always need to kind of rethink, repivot, and particularly as your customer base changes and maybe you grow through acquisition or organic, there's always going to be nuances to this. For something on this scale, it isn't something you're going to get right first time. No, no, exactly. And it's like you said, you have to start somewhere. And I'm hoping that by the end of June next year, we're going to have a happier base and there'll be more interaction with us. We'll have a very clear understanding of what many of our customers are trying to achieve and where the gap is and what we need to fulfill. Because it really has shown us that we don't interact as much across the teams internally as we should to help our customers. And that's what, I mean, I shouldn't be shocked because I've worked four years but it really it did shock me when we we opened the doors and we had an internal meeting with many stakeholders across those other teams and we said this is what we're trying to achieve and most of them who were putting documentation out there or concepts out to customers didn't interact with each other as we always say customer success is the glue right and we're becoming the glue to other teams and they found it really valuable too and also giving insights into what our customers are using and what their adoption is because we don't have to in the core cycle products, obviously in the new SaaS companies that we've bought, absolutely there's telemetry in there. That is a key part of a customer success manager's role in looking at how the customer is looking using the product. And we just didn't we didn't have that. We're working blind. Like, yeah, you have to be really creative when it comes to on-prem customers, like looking at support cases or engage how often you're engaging with customers. Aside from that, you can send out questionnaires, but it's not it's, it's never perfect for on-prem when trying to look at adoption. 
Yeah, exactly. And so when it comes to ensuring that you're engaging with that customer at the right point in their life cycle or sharing resources or information that we know would be relevant to that customer, specific to that life cycle stage and providing that relevancy and personal engagement, that's where we're trying to get to. But we're trying to do that by working across all the other teams as well. And this is where telemetry really comes into a big, its role, because we need to determine what contents we share with that customer, depending on how they're using the product and where they are, how far down their adoption curve and journey they're on. So there's, you know, there's a lot there that we can use Gainsight to highlight. Well, that, that kind of leads me on nicely to kind of as we kind of wrap up that how having the right tech stack available to you. And we're, we're very fortunate to count Sitecore amongst our, our group of customers. And it's great to see how you're using Gainsight and really innovative ways to help drive this. But how important has that this tech stack, including Gainsight, been to you to help you make this a success? Because clearly having it on paper is great but obviously there is a huge need to have the right technology to help you kind of drive that change effectively and it's incredibly important I mean you've got some amazing people in the team across the globe but some of the people that you've put us in touch with have just helped us accelerate that journey and using Gainsight and it's all there it's just how you want to use it and you've really got to build out your clear user cases of what you need and then just go do it and try it and a lot of the things that we've done recently because we've had to work now at scale and think at scale is using the health score and we've really developed out with your professional services team an incredible way of tracking health scores across so many different areas, which will then influence how we start to manage customers. And that's the next stage. You know, you can go through these, they seem enormous projects, right? But health score was a really big one for us. Now it's about, okay, we've now tracking health score. We've been tracking health score in a different way, in a more advanced way over the past couple of months. At what point in our life cycle are we going to start saying, right, we're going to pivot to using this across the business to really hang our hats on and say, this is how we're going to measure ourselves. And those are big steps. That is one thing that we're going to start doing over the next couple of months. And I've got a head of operations coming in who I'm very excited to have in the business in the next month. And that's definitely one of the things that we're going to really start to look at to pivot to using health score and using risk in a far greater way to enable and determine how we manage our customer base. And those data points are really important. And you need to be very clear with yourself as to what KPIs you're measuring yourself against. And, you know, you can set those automated CTAs and then able to notify CSMs when a digital touch account may be requiring more attention and enabling us to balance the human level of interaction with like an account and how that account may may require our attention. So, yeah, it's really important to, to set out health score and how you're tracking it and what are those levers that you're really going to start to measure. Yeah, and I, I do think it, as well as it's important to have, when you think about health scores, being able to use different types of health scores for different types of segments because what a successful enterprise customer might look like. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some crossover there, but I think there is some nuance that you'd probably want to have a specialised one, particularly for a, a digital touch type customer. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that next stage that we've got to get to. And that's where I need my 
head of operations to really help me drive this so that on a monthly basis we are reviewing that those data sets not just by or by segment but by region by country and identifying where some of those risks could be and why is that and then you're overlaying it with like user community information that we have to support our digital customers and also enablement material and understanding how customers are adopting and feeding this information back into product and product marketing who can focus on you know, developing out their resources so that we can then effectively build out this scalable enablement program and deliver it back to the customer. So there's a hell of a lot going on. Well, that's the we could I mean, it's so fascinating. It was so kind of multi-threaded in terms of some of the other areas. And we haven't even had a chance really to talk about the impact of partners and delivering customer success via a partner network as well. But hopefully we'll get a chance to address that at a later point. But Lara, it's been phenomenal. I mean, the fact you've been able to talk so eloquently after every bone must hurt after what you've done with the weekend is hugely impressive. But we love working with, with Sitecore and hearing the story about how you've thought about kind of really bringing customer success to the masses and how that looks like and how it's nuanced is just phenomenal so thank you so much for sharing some of your experiences i'm looking forward to seeing how this develops and evolves particularly as you bring on new members of the team who can help you operationalize this as well um but it's a great story and i'm sure like everyone else we've all learned a lot from listening to you today that's great thanks for the time adam thank you We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Gainsight Game Changer podcast. Please follow, rate, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about all of our episodes, please visit Gainsight.com. This podcast is produced and edited by StudioPod. To learn more about their work, go to StudioPodSF.com.